My name is Robin. I love you. This is an After Dark episode of me reading stuff, as promised, as noted by the different-sounding royalty-free music. I don't know if this was under the category dark, hip-hop, royalty-free or not. This seems a little more energized than dark. I'm feeling, well, you guys, by the way, thank you again for telling me you guys wanted more, wanted another podcast this week. I'm feeling mighty real tonight, whatever the hell that means. I realized today, though, that I hadn't left my house since Monday. That's six days ago. I don't know if that's horrifying or fantastic. Uh, I mean, for me, truthfully, that's about as good as it gets. Um, But in relation to the way most people live their lives, it could be a cause for concern. Uh, I haven't been feeling very well. I also, I might need to get a little vitamin D or fresh air every once in a while. I do live in Los Angeles. It's considered to be a city with pretty nice weather. At least that's what people have told me. So, who knows, maybe I'll try to experience that every now and then. I've got to drink some coffee. Hold on. Mm. Truly, as great as it is here, you guys, I kind of hate the weather. Um, I miss rain and thunder and lightning so much. It kills me. Billy and I both, we even put a rain noise app or like everywhere we can in every room of our house, we'll have something playing like an iPad with a rain app, thunder on our Apple TV, rain on a white noise machine and we'll just have it on while we pay bills or clean the house or whatever that noise the mood of it I mean Billy and I both grew up entirely in tornado alley so you can imagine that is a comfort I lived in Nebraska and North Texas most of my life so severe weather has been the backdrop to my life really And I guess after five years here in Southern California, this perfection is starting to wear on me. So we'll see what's going to happen next. I don't see me returning to Texas at all, or Nebraska for that matter, but man, I have nice thoughts about those places lately. And I miss my mom and dad a whole, whole lot. Oh, before I forget to mention it, I normally don't share with you guys self-help books, even though I'm normally all, I'm always reading one. I'm always reading three books at one time, one novel, one book of poetry, and one self-help or spiritual book of some kind. I guess I don't mention these a lot because I still cringe a bit when I think of the word self-help, even though I'm a huge advocate of self-helping, help, helping oneself, I guess is a better term. Jesus, I'm a fan of us all being really healthy mentally. And I say this as someone who's had some really, really, really dark times, a real struggle with this stuff. Um, And it's darker than I care to explain at the moment. So there is one book I'd just like to give a quick shout out to. I read it recently when someone very dear to me recommended it surrounding an um, unfortunate and rather repetitive situation I was going through. It's called The Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner, Ph.D. I will put a link for all of you to explore it if you're interested. I could go on for a good two hours about this book, but long story short, if you have any relationship of any kind, girlfriend, mother, boyfriend, wife, father, co-worker, employee, wife, husband, have I I said them all? Whatever. Um, Anything that seems kind of stuck in the same old pattern and you can't seem to get what you want out of it, or if you just feel unheard, or if you constantly are saying to yourself, what, what is their problem? Why do they keep doing this? 
They need to stop denying that they're a controlling bitch. Um, somebody needs to go to therapy <laughs> or any other like blaming language like that. This book helps you see your part and figure out new ways of being inside these relationships and stop blaming others. The theory is if you do a different dance, the other person is forced to dance differently as well, if that makes any sense. But you have to do some prep work before you start to act differently in intimate relationships. So this book helps you fix like the root system of your thinking before you try acting differently. My copy of this book is a William Morrow book, an imprint of HarperCollins Publishers. You know, in the description of this book on the front, it, it says it's specifically for women, which I find just silly and limiting, obviously. And being that typical gender pronouns don't always even register with me. Like, I don't read something that says something about a man, and I'm like, oh, that's not for me. I better stop paying attention. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, well, anyway, I know this book is wonderful reading for all of us, no matter our preferred gender um, identification or gender pronouns. Now, not every single chapter was amazing, sorry, but the gist of this book is as useful as it can be. Might not be for everyone, but these things tend to hit you when the time is right, and the time was definitely right for me. I feel much stronger as a human being as a result of reading this book. So there you go. Uh, let me think. Where am I going from here? Oh, 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 last thing about this book. It is not trying to get rid of your anger. This book tells you that your anger is a very important signal that you need to pay attention to and work with. So that's some shit I do like anger. I've always loved it. Justified anger, that is. If you've been living a life without feeling any anger every once in a while, I'm actually a little concerned about you. But you know what? Your brain cells probably feel much better than mine. Your skin probably definitely looks better than mine. I remember the only way I could feel better about how bad my acne was when I was younger was that I would pretend I, that the acne was proof I was smarter than other people who have perfect skin, which, trust me, I know is ridiculous and mean, but as a young lady with a very bad complexion, it helped ease the embarrassment a bit. And now being almost 40 when I get a zit, I'm always kind of excited because I'm hoping it will make me look younger. Okay, um, I'm sorry if the Dance of Anger talk was just terribly annoying to listen to, but truly, if it helps one listener heal a relationship that's troublesome to them, then I think it's worth embarrassing myself over. Let's get a quick poem in there, in here, in there, or and in here. Tonight, the poet I am celebrating is Oliverio Hirando. This book is a mere $12, people. Buy it from Action Books. There's going to be a link in the description of this podcast, so there's no excuse not to buy it. The translator is the wonderful Molly Weigel. Y'all know how I feel about those who translate poetry for us. Heroes, period. Angels, another period. Necessary, period. She's won a Penn Award for Poetry and Translation and an NEA Fellowship, which led to this remarkable book. And honestly, you guys, it is so goddamn special. This is really, really original poetry. Hirando is an Argentine poet, born in 1891, died in 1967. Now, I'm going to let his words from this book speak for themselves. Let's do this. This is at the gravitating turning. In the begging, in the being, in the psyches, in the exes, in the exquisite physical in the enmoonments, 
in the erect for the abscessed excesses of irrofriction, etc., or in the exhausted dream and core of the gimme, take it, give in all the way to the very nape of your so desire, in the unfaith that ruminates, in the vivisecond, the dry psychic prospecting, the metaphysorata in elf abridgments of the cosmic ego gorgo, in each gesture graft, in any sunken, polydented, broken purpose, flesh with facing sub-rubble, exother, pigeoplionasm, hearthless, houndless, coveless, diveless, headless, storyless, fobsorb and gluted, by the mobile embryos of the gravitating turning under the starry itch. Next to the Liana muses, pulpy poor suckers, and the no less polyp children of swamp, longing, volunteers of the miasma, so violated, trampled among bad eggs, nevers, and admonitory hooks, one pit at a time, non-going swimming in the face of only two wandering fodders of final floodgates that inundate hope with my gray might, the sporious, the leopard yawns, the daft dabble, on the sore spot, at the deployment of the blood without midget introits and the ample placoidus with each, sleepless dream and each wagered specter, joyciferating, I would lace in the off-spawned spring. Oh, somebody give me an award of some kind for being capable of getting through that without stumbling at least too much. Oh, shit, we're at 10 minutes already, and that's that. Time for all of us to, it's late night, so let's brush our teeth. What else do we do? We kiss our children or our pets on the forehead and tell them they're adored. Time to meditate or say a prayer, whatever's comfortable to you. Time to thank our lucky stars that we survived another day in this crazy world of ours. Time to tuck our own selves in. Hug our stuffed animals and our partners or both, whatever you've got. And time for me to stop talking. I'm sorry this went over 10 minutes. We shall find peace. We shall hear the angels. We shall see the sky sparkling with diamonds. I love you all. Keep up the good work out there. And good night.